You are listening to the Evolution Exchange NHS podcast. We shine a light on the topics that matter to digital and data leaders within the NHS. I'm Carrigan Thompson, and I help connect digital leaders with interim talent in the NHS, and I'm your host. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the official position or policy of their organisation. So thank you again for coming on to the Female Leadership Podcast. Um, really excited for this one. So if we just start with um, a nice introduction. Nina, you're first on my screen, if you can go go for me. Hiya, so um, I'm Nina Russell. I'm the Director of Transformation at Southport and Ormskirt Trust. Um, and I've worked for the NHS now for the last 18 years. So it's been an interesting time with various roles throughout. Started off as a band five assistant accountant in the NHS. So, um, you know, very different and um, but really enjoyed my time so far in the NHS and um, really value uh, female leadership and what that means for us. Amazing. Thank you so much. And then on to you, Hope. Hi, yeah, I'm Hope Lightfoot. I'm the Associate Director of Productivity, Efficiency and PMO over at Wirral University Teaching Hospital. Um, I've been over at Wirral now for about 13 months and previous to that I was actually based at Southport and Ormskirk Hospital as well in their PMO. Um, so really looking, uh, looking forward to having a chat today. That's great. Thanks, Hope. And over to you, Leslie. Okay, hi everyone. I'm Leslie Neary, uh, Chief Operating Officer at Southport and Ormsgate Hospital. Uh, been in this post since June last year. Uh, started in the NHS in 1999 uh, in what was called the information team in them days. So there was no BI in them days. Uh, as a database developer, actually, in a really male-oriented um, environment. So I uh, had some, some, some challenges, I think, when I first started in, in the NHS. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm privileged to do what I do uh, day in, day out. So I'm really happy to, to join part of this today. And, um, you know, hopefully my story will inspire others. So if it's OK with um, you, Leslie, we'll come straight back to you um, where you wanted to talk more about your journey and the lessons in terms of shaping leadership style. If you want to go a little bit more into that for me. Yeah, thank you. So I suppose I'll start with uh, I'm one of four sisters. Um, so I had a, a mum and dad who, um, you know, gender was no boundaries, you know, according to my mum and dad, you, 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 could, you could do anything that you, you wanted to. Uh, and it didn't matter if we were girls or boys, really. So I think I had a, a good start uh, by having that encouragement from my mum and dad. Um, started in the NHS, as I've just alluded to, in 1999, which was in, a, in, in quite a male um, kind of dominated environment, uh, really. And, I, and it did have some of its challenges. Uh, felt like a, a, at times, a, you know, a small voice in a, in a big world, uh, but, you know, dealt with some of the barriers uh, that, that I faced there. Um, and then I think I, I moved over into kind of an analysis role and there was a couple more females in the team. Um, so I was able to, you know, felt, felt different than, than I did when I first started in, in the database developer role. Um, and then I suppose I hit, um, I hit the age where, I, you know, I wanted to have children. So, um, felt a little bit like my uh, career went on hold a little bit for, uh, you know, having them children. Uh, and I, rem I always remember talking to, to somebody who I worked for about going for a job opportunity. And, you know, he actually advised me that it probably wouldn't be right for me to go for it because I could only be successful if I increased my hours to full time hours. And, I, you know, part of me was just like, where's the fairness uh, in that? So um, I, I have progressed throughout my career. So, you know, like Mina, I started in, I think it was a band four or, or band five equivalent in them days because AFC wasn't around. 
Um, and, I, and, you know, I did kind of put my career on hold a little bit, you know, during during that kind of period of time of having the kids growing up. Um, but and I'm lucky now because my children are older. So I, I, I feel like, you know, the last probably, you know, 10 years, maybe I have been able to then kind of progress uh, from my career. I think probably what I've seen and I've worked for a number of organisations, uh, high performing and not so, you know, high performing organisations, some challenged organisations. I've worked in commissioning, I've worked in, uh, you know, regulator. And I think what, what I've seen is the good, the bad and the ugly, I think, in terms of leaders. Um, and I, I'd like to think that my leadership style has been influenced by all of them, uh, good, the bad, bad and the ugly, really. I always remember uh, in one trust I worked in, I got put forward for a healthcare, uh, master's in healthcare leadership. Um, and I, I was petrified. I was absolutely petrified to go into the first session because in my eyes, you know, leaders were, uh, you know, puffed out chests and sharp elbows. And I really, really, I didn't see myself as a leader at that point in time. You know, yeah, I managed the team, but I didn't see myself as a leader. And I felt like, you know, God, you have to go in, you know, really stand your ground. And and actually what I learned in that two years of doing that matters is leaders come in all shapes and sizes, uh, which which is fantastic. And it really helped me uh, understand what kind of leader I, I was and I wanted to be, uh, which was really good. Um, key for me is about authenticity so the for me it really is about being able to walk the walk so not just talk the walk but walk the walk and I think that's really important because I've you know I've looked up to individuals who can talk the walk but then they haven't walked the walk and it's it, it's really disappointing when you you know when you see that so I'd say that for me is probably the, the key thing that I try to get out in my leadership uh, style really Probably the other main thing that I try and get out uh, in my leadership style is to not let um, how I'm feeling impact on others because I've seen the worst of that. So, you know, in one, one place I worked, you know, the chief executive, uh, you know, isn't in, a, isn't in a, a, a good mood that day. And actually you could feel it ripple right down the organisation. And I'd always promised myself, God, if, I, if ever I'm in that position, I'm not going to be like that. And I try my hardest not to be. Um, you know, Nina's smiling. Sometimes we have, um, you know, bang, you know, have a, have a quick rant for ten minutes, but that's natural, isn't it? But um, I think they're probably the, the the two main things that you know I, I'd like to be uh, as a leader. And I've got a daughter, and I want her to to also feel like I feel and think. Well, you know what? There's no barriers. I can be normal. I can still be really kind of you know, successful. So I hope I've been a, a really good role model to her um, in in my in my leadership journey so yeah that's me amazing i'm sure you have been an amazing role model that's for sure um going on from that does anyone want to add anything on add any any points towards that at all I think the comment, Leslie, around kind of, you know, the expectations around when you become a mother. So um, I'm um, a mother to, uh, God, uh, gosh, a 20 year old, a 20, not 20 year old, 20 month year old, <laughs> feels like 20 year old, um, little boy. And um, I took this job at Wirral and returned to work when he was seven months old. And I had a lot of comments um, made um, towards me around returning to work into a higher position, into a senior management position um, when I have just had a child um, and, you know, coming back so soon after maternity leave. And I think, you know, 
my executive team and we'll get onto that later have been really supportive over it we're all around you know that return to work process and what you know being a mother and being a leader can be at the same time and I think I completely agree with you Leslie it's so inspiring for those you know those mothers to be or those who have got young children or older children to see mums as well in you know strong female leadership positions as well so that's definitely something that I relate to with a, a 20 year uh, oh God, I keep saying 20 year old 20 month year old and um, baby as well you know so it's it's glad to see that it's you know represented across across all ages which is really refreshing I think in leadership Perfect, thank yeah you. I'd completely support that I've got a five-year-old and what I learned is that you can't have everything it's not possible to have everything but you can get a good balance um but you have to be clear about what your red lines are as part of that balance um and you know there are times when mummy guilt kicks in there's no way around that and you feel because it is a very difficult balancing act um but part of I take from that is that, you know, my little boy will know that mummy always worked really hard and you do have to work hard for the things that you want. But you can achieve really important things and make really big differences to people because that's a privilege. Like Leslie says, we do have the privilege of working in the health service and saying we're making, you know, we're changing, you know, people's lives and having really positive impacts on lives. So um, but I think it is it is finding coping strategies for knowing that there will be times when that balancing act is difficult um, and you can't be too hard on yourself during that process, really. Definitely. Thank you, Nina. And um, I think that will um, move quite nicely, actually, Nina, onto your question where you, you were more going towards the lessons learned and finding the balance and everything. If you want to go a little bit more into that for us. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, I think what, what I think about in my career is I've been really fortunate to work with lots of really inspirational people. Um, and, and like Leslie, some, some that don't look so inspirational or so good. But one of the things that I've always taken is that everything is a lesson and you have to find the lesson in both the good and the bad situations. And I have been really lucky to have created an amazing network around me that have always kind of supported me during that process and also challenged me at times. So, um, and challenged me to find the, the good points even in the most difficult situations so that you can build on that and learn it, learn from it. Because even when you are working with difficult individuals or something doesn't feel very fair. And there are times when it doesn't feel fair. That's just the only way you can describe it. But feeling that way isn't going to help you find a solution. So you have to manage that. What does that mean? And what can I learn from that situation? Because otherwise you've experienced it and the discomfort and the upset and even the anxiety and stress of that at times, but you've not taken anything from it. So I think it is really important that you take those lessons and for me, that network is so very important. So I was really lucky that my first job in the NHS, um, I worked with a very um, feisty female leader who was not afraid and didn't, you know, she had no barriers. She was as good as everybody else. But I also worked with a really extraordinary man who, who made me realise that there were no barriers for me either and that I could push for anything that I wanted. So I remember at 21 saying that I wanted to be a chief exec. That was my aspiration. And his response was, and this wasn't everyone's response to, to me saying that at that time, was I think you could do that by the time you're 30. I mean, I think he was ambitious because I definitely haven't done that by the time I'm 30. But, you know, that was his um, is that I could achieve anything that I wanted to achieve and that buyer to do. And he was also not um, afraid to give me a push on occasion. So there were times when 
you know, I, I was perhaps not as driven as I could be. And he firmly set me straight on what that needed to be. And he's still an absolute core member of my network now. And any big career decisions that I make, I know that I'll always discuss them with him and whether he thinks that they're a good fit for me and they're the right decision for me. Um, he taught me that the best person I could be was me. So me would adjust a little bit and I would find me. And I think it goes back to that authenticity bit about you can only be you so that you can look at people, really inspirational people, but don't try to replicate them. Understand the bits that you like about that style and you can adapt that into your own, but make sure that you remain you. And then I think something that's become more important to me as I go through my career is I guess paying it forward. So I've talked about a lot of um, inspirational people in my life and my career um, and they took the time and effort with me. Sometimes chances with me, they gave me opportunities that maybe other people. They most definitely gave me their time and experience and were willing to share that in both coaching and mentoring. And I think it's important that we pay that forward. So we are real in our experiences and we're honest and authentic. So say sometimes it's hard and this is how I did it, but that we really encourage everybody as well around us and that we take that time to coach and mentor and, and give people the helping hand that they need because, you know, I wouldn't have got to where I've got to without that. So it's an important value to me um, and a value that I want to make sure that we instill in others as we go forward. Thanks so much, Nina. Does anyone um, want to come in and add anything else onto that from their experience? I yeah, can I can I please? Because I, I mean, I really echo what what Nina said, and you know, my my kind of um, comments around the, the good, bad, and the ugly is both male and females. And I've had some some amazing females who really believed in me and encouraged me, and I've had some amazing males who've also done the same, you know, uh, and gave me them opportunities. So I would really echo what what Nina says, and also that pay it forward. Uh, I love I love kind of talking about my kind of journey. I love you know if somebody asks me to mentor them or, or coach them, I absolutely love that because I'm really kind of curious and really you know want to see the best in every in everybody really. Um, so I'm I'm really supportive of that approach. And for me, it wouldn't it doesn't matter if they're male or, or they're female. I was always take that time to, to do that. Um, and I just think that gender shouldn't come into come into things really. It shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, as long as we've all you know got access to the absolute same uh, opportunities I think that's what matters uh, really you know it, your gender doesn't matter um one of my my more recent chief execs that I worked for uh, used to say to us uh, your best is good enough and I think that's really important and that's something that I'll, I'll take with me and something that I do say to the staff because it's really challenging out there at the moment in the NHS you know we're in unprecedented times that none of us have, have ever been in before um, and certainly in, in this type of role that I'm in you know you, you used to being able to look up and get the answers from you know from um, people but you are that person that people look up to for their answers um, so I, I do think that that's a motto that I'll take with me that your best is good enough and it's something I will, I will really kind of you know take home with the staff as well so just agree with with me you know really uh, in, in terms of you know male and female support and trying to you know encourage others as well. Definitely. I think um, your best is good enough, even aside from me, it's already stuck in my head. I'll be, I'll be taking that one with me. Definitely. Thanks, Wesley. <laughs> Was there um, anything from, from you on that one, Hope? Just to again echo both Leslie and Nina's, um, you know, points on that. I've um, got 
a really supportive and you know boss and exec team over here at Wirral um as I did when when I was at Southport as well um but one of my biggest champions is our deputy director of finance who says very much you know very similar to what Leslie and Nina have just said about you know your best is good enough but I you know tell me what you need from me to help you develop and I will fully support you to get where you want to be within your career and I will do you know whatever I can to make sure you know we give you all of those opportunities so yeah absolutely you know female leadership support it comes from both sides it's across the board isn't it and it's it's always refreshing to see from both sides 100 percent um definitely I, I guess that would um finish in with you there Nina can lead nicely in, into your point as well which was um focusing on the importance of female leadership for younger staff and how having um the female heavy exec team like within your trust is inspiring Absolutely. So when I um, started out in the NHS, um, it's coming up to 10 years now, um, I started out in the Access and Booking office as a Bantu um, and I've kind of, you know, slowly worked worked my way up to where I am today. Um, but when I started in the trust, it was a very male um, heavy exact team. Um, based on that organisation and throughout my years um, being at that same trust we've seen many different variations of the exec team to come through the door and looking at it now the you know Nina, Leslie, Jane and you know the strong female leadership exec team at Southport now the difference for me kind of seeing those kind of over the years um, I was very unsure of where I wanted to progress to in terms of the NHS when I started um, but having those conversations when I was based at Southport with that senior team you know my old um, manager at the PMO was a very strong female leader and um, I work quite heavily in finance so we had quite some strong female characters come through in terms of financial turnaround directors and things like that seeing those people in those positions of leadership really helped me shape where I wanted to go towards within my career um, and then moving over to my organization at the minute We've got a very uh, female heavy um, exec team as well. Um, I, like I say, I do an awful lot of work within the finance team um, over here at Wirral. Um, and we had a very strong and very passionate and excellent CFO in Claire Wilson here at Wirral, who's just been appointed as the CFO for the ICS um, going forward. And she's been nothing short of an inspiration to me since I started the, you know, at this organisation. She's absolute star in what she does and you know she's the vice president of HFMA and the Healthcare Finance Management Association as well and seeing someone as strong as her really inspires me to continue progressing to what I want to do from a career point of view but I think from starting out in the NHS from such a young age and seeing you know all these different females in leadership roles has really shaped who I am today in terms of my leadership style and my management style and I, I don't know how I would operate if that wasn't the case if I hadn't seen all these you know excellent role models kind of going forward within my career and um, so I think it's just really important for those younger members of staff that are in organisations where I was 10 years ago unsure of what route I wanted to go and um, from a career point of view having those people to go to and those people to talk to in those positions is really you know speaking from my own experience really helped shape who I am today from a leadership point of view. Absolutely thanks so much does anyone want to come in and, and add a little bit more from from their experience with that one? So yeah, can, can I? Sorry. So I, I yeah. mean, I, I would I would agree with Hope. You know, again, just in terms of, and I think it goes back to kind of my comment, you know, offline of trying to get a balance around being a more man's, uh, you know, you know, be a, be a leader or you know, be a working woman in the NHS. 
um, because you know there were there were women who inspired me and, and you know I've already alluded to there were also men who inspired me but actually the women that inspired me are the ones who you know who also had the same challenges that I did you know living with mum guilt having to drop your kids at breakfast club after school club you know my kids were the first in nursery and the last to be picked up and uh, but what was good is was that you know I was I was working and I was looking up to to people in them leadership roles who, who knew how that felt and I'm really quite flexible and understanding as well because you know some days you can't do it all so I, I'm really grateful grateful of that I mean in my trust at the moment as Hope's already alluded to actually we, you know our, our exec team is um, mostly females um, and that's changed over time and, it, and it's great because we still all you know do the same challenge and we you know just because we're all female doesn't mean we're, we're all the same um, but it, it, it's a, it, it is a good place to be it's a good place to go wow girl power look at what look at look at our team uh, and what we've achieved so yeah, I, I, I do think, um, you know, as I say, I have been inspired by men, men and women. But I think for me personally, my own circumstances, given I'm a working mum, uh, that's been really important to look up to, to females. Yeah, I'd agree. I think one of the it's finding the right fit because people make different choices and that includes females around what's important. So some for some people and there's some females that I've worked with and it's been all about that their choice uh, and for a little while I had to find the balance that worked for me so I had my son in reality in later life well into my 30s and um, and so um, you know there was a period in my life where it was very much around work 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 and that was my primary um, and then so what part way through I had to find a different balance because that balance was changed so again I agree with Leslie it's about appreciating that you know what finding that size that fits for you and recognizing the skills but but finding that for you and acknowledging that you know there will be sacrifices to make but but you and, and you can't have it all that's, that's just a reality you can't have it all it's just not the way that it works but you can have a lot of it and you can find a good balance and but sometimes you need to be brave to find that balance and you need to be brave enough to know that your good is good enough and your best is good enough and that um that that's okay and you don't have to be there until you know really late every night or doing those things that you can find that balance and still deliver a really good role but be but that's about confidence and so secure confident in your own ability is a really you know as as females go through this they need to they need to dig deep on that and hold that that really firm and so because there is this risk isn't there around imposter syndrome and I know that I've experienced that throughout my career and I think as well you know I think most people have in reality but boys and girls will experience a bit of imposter syndrome am I good enough what does that look like but when you're sometimes balancing that with everyday family life as well that that can be difficult so again it comes back to that network and when you've got that security and if you if you can develop good coaching and mentoring it helps you to figure out that balance in those moments when it you know you're not getting it quite right um so again that you know i've talked about paying it forward but making sure that you've got your network is is really important throughout everybody's career um because they'll be invaluable to you um about ma maintaining that balance Thank you, Nina. That's really great. Um, I guess um, one thing that could be quite interesting for, for someone who's maybe listening to this or um, maybe in the starting position that from yourselves at the start, if you could give um, a, one great bit of advice to someone that's wanting to aspire to go through this and get up to the levels that you're at and things, what what would you say your, your main bit of advice is for that for someone who's maybe, I don't know, experiencing a little bit of struggles in terms of feeling that they can't do it or there'll be some blockers along the way? Um, 
what would you say is is the best bit of advice for them to keep going and go through to that? My mine would be um, get yourself a coach, get yourself uh, somebody who's been there and somebody who can help you. You know, go go through that journey because we've all you know we've all been there. So that would be that would be my advice. Get yourself that coach so they can really help you uh, understand and put some of the challenges in, um, and not forget that I'll go back to that the point from the chief exec. Your best is good enough. That would be it for me. I'd completely mirror that and you know and I think it's important for I have coach still valuable to me she's invaluable to me finding that balance and um so it's nothing you know this isn't in your career you should have a coach my view would be you should have a coach all of the time um, and you should have a mentor as well um, and those people should be people that are going to challenge you so this isn't about you always being told that you're great there is a little bit of that um, but this is about people that are going to challenge you um, and challenge your views sometimes and I think that that is really really important and I completely echo Leslie it's about starting off with you're good enough because um, if you start off with you're good enough, in fact, you're better than good enough, you can absolutely do this, then that's a really good starting point um, for you to build on. And I'd uh, again completely echo Leslie and Nina on that front. Um, and I'd, I think just reflect on my own kind of career as well over the past 10 years is to not doubt yourself. And, you know, if that is where you want to get to in your career, don't be afraid to have those conversations with your manager or whoever you, you know, whoever's inspiring you in that organisation to have those conversations to say, do you know, I'm really interested in developing, you know, let's talk about coaching, let's talk about mentoring, but don't don't have that self-doubt you know don't feel like you can't have those conversations because there are people within organizations who are really willing to support and you know develop stuff and help you and give that mentoring advice as well so you know reflecting on some of my own you know decisions I've made over the past few years is where I have doubted myself and I've not put myself forward and um, for things um but I you know I'd again echo that mentoring and coaching conversation but I'd really say don't you know don't think you're not good enough you need to go in with that mindset of you know I am good enough but how can I get to there and who can support me and help me develop to get to that end point perfect thank you so much um well I guess I, th I mean I think it comes to the fact that we all are quite fast speakers <laughs> in that sense but we have gone through all of the questions um I guess just before the end of, I just wanted to double check if there's anything anyone else wanted to, to bring up before we come to a close or um just any last final thoughts or anything for me it's it, it's being happy in what you do so I absolutely love my job I come in every day and feel honestly blessed and, and we've had the most difficult you know times in the NHS over the last couple of years haven't we but I still do do feel really really blessed and really really privileged uh, to work with the individuals that that I work with so for me being happy is in, in what you do is really really important so you know find find what you're happy doing because I mean what's that saying if you know it's I can't remember the same but it's something along the lines of you know if you find a job that you love it's not really a job is it it's something that you just love doing um so that for me would be you know my final part just be happy in what you do because uh, that comes out then you know we all know kinds of you know people who aren't happy in their roles and you know sometimes kind of can can drag you down a little bit you know um I think I've heard the phrase mood who the type things you know so just be happy because people are looking to you for inspiration as well so I think that's really important definitely thank you so much um well I can say just just even listening in, and I know my role's not um anything to a senior leadership in the NHS but in terms of relating and taking advice like I am starting into like a new career and progressing and 
um, even in this industry that we're in now that used to be so male heavy and stuff like that so even being able to take away just a little pointers of advice and stuff like that for myself I'll just say thank you for that um, and I know it's going to be a really inspirational thing for people to listen to with this podcast so I just wanted to take the time to say thank you so much for getting involved Um, I think it's been a really really good chat um, and I'm really excited for get to getting this out there so yeah I just wanted to say thank you again um, for all getting involved and I really hope you've had um, a lovely time just having a nice open chat about your experience and everything.